0: Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at Influent.life.
1: Right, right, we're here today with Bernie Zarda, our special guest, and, uh, and my partner in crime, Jim Mafuccio. So I'll say hi, Jim.
2: Hello there
1: and we're this is part three in our story that honestly is one of the most touching and coolest stories i'm aware of in the planet this is to me at least and that's the story of the jesus jail um integrity correctional and we've had two uh two interviews so far with bill Corum and uh, dave burris and just really looking at the this the story there well we've got the third the third uh the third partner in crime here, uh, Bernie Zarda, and Bernie was one of the very first guys uh, involved in this. And I want to—we're just going to start by just hearing the story. So, Bernie, thank you so much for taking the time. And so, tell us what happened, you know, and maybe start because you—you're—you you're, were started. You're an entrepreneur, right? You right. started a business, and and so just start from that point.
0: Well, I could um, really what I was wanting uh as i looked for investments to be involved in was something that had a a present-day market application that could you know be a money maker and you don't want to lose money on your deals but also had a kingdom purpose and so that was real important to me as i looked at different opportunities to to invest in and integrity correctional centers from the moment i heard about it i just couldn't quit thinking about it. it it got your heart. It got my heart. And I'm thinking, gosh, you know, the, the business plan made sense. Um, you're the- Are you a business guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so you started a, a water bottling
1: business, right? Correct. And, and sold that in right. the late 90s. Right. Right. So got got a chunk of cash. Now you're thinking, the problem with as soon as you get cash, you got to think about, okay, now what? Right? Yeah. It's burning <laughs> a hole in your pocket. And you're <laughs> so thinking, what am I supposed yeah. to do with this? Right? Exactly. So you're looking for a place. You're thinking
0: about where to put it and... What you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't necessarily looking for, you know, I was, it wasn't top of mind because there are lots of ways to invest and be sure, conservative. Sure. But but, I was, I, but it was part of my uh, motivation was to find something that had a kingdom purpose right. to invest in. So and, good
1: business, mm-hmm. but
0: a kingdom purpose. So, Correct.
1: So Bill came, Bill Corham came and presented the idea to you. You liked the business model, and so you decided
0: to, to be an investor. Correct. So
2: you knew yeah. Bill prior to that meeting. We had
0: met. Um, I mean, I knew Bill, but I didn't know Bill real well. I mean, we we were acquaintances. We, if we saw each other, we would, you know. Okay. Um, but I, and I knew Bill's story, but I hadn't spent a ton of time with Bill. But uh, Jerry Reardon was involved in mm-hmm. Bill, and and uh, oh, Bob Tomasi, who's my accountant, was was doing some of their, you know. Um, preparate our papers that they were preparing for investors. There were a couple folks there that that I had held in high regard, and so... Um, and then I knew Bill's story and how, you know, his it was experience, real. Yeah, right. It's legit the guys right. on fire for the Lord. Yeah. And, and it just, he just had a, a tremendous experience because somebody cared for him and, and gave him the word. So, and, so walk us through the, the, the timeline and what, what happened. And so you got involved, this was 99 maybe, is that right? Yeah. 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 And first heard about it in 99, I think, uh, they were at that point. They'd bought the ground when I got involved. Um, they had started to run a water line, I think there. But they, at the bank, they were they needed a little more financial um, oomph to get the bank to finance the deal. Right. And so they were looking for a couple more Ac- investors. An equity
1: guy, yeah. Yeah. So, so you came in as an as an equity. You you were initially. Is passive, right? You
0: are just gonna right go for the ride and cheer them on. Yeah, but one thing you got to know as an investor, you can be passive, but when you personally guarantee a bank <laughs> loan, it's <laughs> oh yeah, yeah those those that. So you were more than equity. Yeah, yeah, equity so plus. It's, yeah, right. So I, I I did step up and personally guarantee the bank loan, and that's that. Eventually, took me into a uh, a greater role than I ever imagined I would have at ICC.
1: Yeah, and, and not in a good way, necessarily,
0: right? Um, well, I mean, you know, it's God's plan. I that That's, um, when I look at where we were, I knew, I mean, I, we spent a lot of time praying about this deal, and I never, once I started considering the deal, I never once had a lack of peace about doing it. So... Interesting. Which became really, really important down the road because I when knew. It got tough, yeah. That's right. I knew that I knew I was supposed to do it. Wow. Um And so later on, when when the financial side of it and the personal guarantee kind of came into play, I still knew that I was supposed to be in it. Wow. And and so I was like, okay, God, you're in control. You put me in this. Right. I know yeah. the the ministry side of this business, but there's a whole another business side of it. You know, I I trust that you know when the time's right, you're gonna it reveal to me how this is okay. gonna so, play out.
1: And and you know, for those that may not have heard the other the, the earlier story, this it, it started losing money basically from year one. I think you said lost three hundred grand, three hundred thousand dollars, and then pretty much lost most of the years thereafter. Right? Yeah, we had a
0: few years where we probably had some cash flow, um, but you know, and and it the business model did work. It's just when you take a private industry and go into a a public in you know a a, a private industry that's controlled by government, they don't think the way we think in private. It's <laughs> it's a totally different way of thinking. Right. right. Um, they they think in the terms of spending their budget. We think in terms of profitability. Right. And it's two totally different things. Totally different. Right.
1: And 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 it's it's I mean you're pioneering you're doing right. you did
0: something no one as I've, far as i know has really right. ever done it's yeah i don't know that i've through all the people that i met through my time in the jail business the, the the distinction between jails and prisons a lot of people don't understand jails are are more one year or less um sentences generally some people that are not adjudicated whereas prisons are long-term sentences federal or state run prisons there are some private prisons but they're not private jails i see so what we're getting is sometimes uh people that are heading down a bad path they might get sentenced eventually to a state prison for their crime but a lot of times they're you know uh prostitution uh Writing bad checks, uh, drug offenses—right, they're it. they're people that are heading down a bad path, and uh, a lot of times it leads to state yeah. prison sentences. So, so, the business model it worked, but the problem is the market—it
1: was too new in the market to be accepted readily. And it honestly, it probably is—you know—it probably is a great model if you just can keep at it long enough and endure it long enough. You know? uh-huh. but but you, you you said something. You you said you were unprepared for the ministry side. So tell yep. us about that.
0: Um, when you see people, I mean, I, you know, there's a there, but by the grace of God, go I. And so I would sit right. there and look in those, look at those people. And I think, gosh, you know, that could be me right there, <laughs> or that could be my daughter or my nephew or, wow. and, and when you personalize it like that, wow. it, it really touches you. And I, there were many times um, where I would be walking through the the jail or giving somebody a tour and and it would bring me to tears because the these people just have no way out of their circumstances wow. and and i can 't tell you how many times, and i 'm sure you know Bill or Dave probably told you that people that didn 't want to leave our jail i mean they <laughs> they felt safe for the first time they felt what? like um, they felt like they left our jail. They their circumstances oftentimes because our correctional systems is so messed up that they leave our jail. They generally are in worse circumstances than when they came in. Now they've their cars probably been impounded. They've missed some payments. Wow. Where are they going to go stay when they get so out?
1: So Their life is
0: kind of ruined to get once they get out. They've lost their job if they've been in there for thirty days. Wow. So now. And so where are they going to go? The only people that are going to accept them back, generally speaking, are the people the, they were the in criminals. trouble with from the beginning. Right. Mm. And so they're going back into an environment that's generally got bad relationships. Uh, a lot of the women, you know, they're going to go back into the prostitution or walk in the streets like they were when they, they came out. Wow. That's, that's what they know. It's really so hard. We do not equip them at all to go back on the streets. Um, and and that that's just a really sad thing. So many of them. Um, I'm going to jump ahead of myself a little bit, but I really struggled with that for the first few years. Is okay, God? Can we have these people for a longer period of time,
1: so that you could really help
0: them? We could we could um, help them grow in their faith, so they could be really strong when they got out on the street. And, and could we find them churches that would you know um, embrace, them. embrace them and Get help behind. them find jobs and, and give them a place to live, you know, kind of a halfway house out of a jail? And that was my original vision was, could we do that? Can we, can we really help them be successful when they leave? But it, we, our turnover was so fast in a jail, you might have them for right three days, you might have them for 30 days, you might. But our average day was probably about seven. So we just didn't have them for very long, and I remember praying about that and and really just asking the Lord, how can we make a bigger difference? And I really felt like the Lord impressed on me that if we just take these people who are His children and we give them a, a warm bed, clean clothes, you know, three hot meals a day, and they're safe from the temptations that they were encountering on the street that we really uh...
1: done the lord's work. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So there's people that would not want to leave. Yes. And you know, yeah, it's you know, Bill Bill mentioned he said it was the the prison system is very dehumanizing. And that, and as a, as a former inmate, he was, he was on the other side of that and how dehumanizing it is. And so he said, I want to make a place where people were valued right. and people were appreciated. And, and, it, and it, but it was more than just a warm meal. And, and even, I mean, you're right. That's enough. I mean, that's what Jesus said, right? Matthew 25. Right. He said, you, 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 I was hungry. You fed me. I was thirsty. You took care of me. I was naked. You clothed me. But it was way more than that. I mean, there was a ton of ministry going on. You know, he was telling yeah. us about the volunteers and some of the spiritual work. I mean, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. and how I, much spiritual activity was going on? That's right. We, I mean, it, if they wanted, to, they couldn't be in our jail and not hear the gospel. Which, what? Which was really good. I mean, there a lot of our key, you know, sergeants and captains, and you know, Dave and Bill. We volunteers would be, you know, would just go right into the dorms with the people and and sit at a table with their Bible open and you know, just anybody that wanted to go sit at that table with them and talk about the Lord or their situation, <laughs> wow. we could do that. The staff, yeah, our nurse was was a wow. born again believer that was you know very willing to share her testimony. Wow. Um, we had a we had a full time um, chaplain that you know. Would spend all. I mean, they were on our salary and would spend time just counseling inmates. So, so yeah, it was very obvious. And, and we had little things like we we did the things where they got three changes of clothes a week. You know, they they got new sheets for their beds that you know made them more. They seem little to us, but they're a big deal. Right, right. and, and we wouldn't it? allow our our uh, our uh, correction officers to. They referred to them as Mister or Miss So and So. They they, they had to have respectful um, conversations in the way they addressed the inmates. And and the other thing that was really kind of unique about our situation is we weren't the arresting party. So um, that created a little different dynamic. If if you're in a county jail where, you know, you just got arrested and, you know, the, 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 the arresting officers, I mean, there's a lot of emotion during an arrest. Um, and so... Sometimes people come into jails and and they're already kind of a target of the correctional officers that are oh, there because wow. because of the circumstance of the rest, or because sure. of just the history sure. of you know a lot of people coming in and out, so of you the guys definitely they have a clean slate Yeah. Thing, so. I mean most of our guys didn't even know what they were there for, and so they they come into our jail we're there, they got to do their time we're not the people that you know pulled them out of their house or or uh, arrested them and put them in handcuffs. We got to be. I mean, security and and is job one. We got to have a safe, secure jail. I mean, that was. You can't run a, any kind of prison or jail without that being your first priority. But our environment was a lot less. There was not the um, some of the tension that comes when you're the arresting party and sure, um, sure. But so, so I mean tons of ministry. I remember
1: sending Pippa Kendall, my, uh, yeah. my reporter down there. And was
0: it you that gave her the tour? And I, I remember meeting with Pippa. I think, I think she, Dave gave her the tour, but I think I was, uh, I I did interview with Pippa. But she came back and was just blown away. I said, what was it yeah. like? And, and, uh,
1: she said, she said, Bob, I walking down, you know, through the jail and the, the inmates were leaning out and shouting at me as I go, by. do you know Jesus? (laughs) I'm like, what?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Eh. it's it's pretty amazing. These people are hurting. They just, they really want to find a way out of their circumstances. Not everybody. I mean, there's still some people that are, you know, full of vim and vigor and they think they're, you know, that they are trying to live up to an expectation somebody's put on them as a criminal, you know, and that's... That's unfortunate, but but when if somebody wants to change, that that facility offered them a, an avenue that was different than what the street was going to offer them.
1: And, and and she she said she said also that there was like a daily prayer meeting attended by the majority.
0: You know, like we had a lot of people come to these prayer meetings. Yeah, the, the inmates. Yes, and,
1: yeah. and 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 at first I'm like stunned, but then it totally makes sense because these people are hitting bottom. Yeah. You know, one they got nothing else to do. That's right. You know, two they're hitting bottom, and maybe they're remembering. You know what yeah. Mama told them about the gospel that time they went yeah. to church, right? As a young yeah. kid, and they're remembering. They're and they're evaluating their their life, right? And right. they're looking back and maybe thinking about making a good decision, right? So, right. I mean, why shouldn't Christians be there?
0: Why shouldn't yeah. we be
1: right in
0: there? Yeah, you absolutely. Know? These, you know, uh, I used to say to people like, these are kind of Satan's elect, you know, in a way. Wow. These are the people that he's, oh he's got a hold of. He's, they're out there influencing other people, you know, the wrong way, away from heaven, certainly, and away from God. And so when we start messing with them, we got to be really, we got to be prepared to do battle, for one, because Satan's not going to give his people away without a fight. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's the other thing, that, and I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, but but the other thing that along that line is most of these people may have heard the gospel, may have had family members that had been sure, saved before, sure. but but generationally, there these these people, if you could get them to change their ways and come to know wow. Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior you're probably changing generations wow because it's not like um, a typical church family that has a whole you know a, a lineage of of christians and maybe somebody strayed from it there's generally not very many people in their families that are born again believers right and and certainly the the generations to come are gonna, if they don't change it's going to be more difficult for them to change because it's, you know, it's the old story, teach a child the way he should go. And, and, you know, he will not depart from it. Well, these people have been taught the way they're going. And if we can change that, then they will teach, teach the future generations on the way to go too. And so I, I kind of felt like, you know, we, our ministry was with these, the folks in our jail, but if, they could walk out strong in the faith. Think of all the people that it's affecting downstream. And that's, wow. that's a pretty amazing thing when you wow. consider it.
1: Yeah, I remember talking to you. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, but I think the jail had been losing money and, you know, pretty painful. And I'm kind of this, you know, coming out of, you know, hard-boiled businessman. And I'm looking yeah. at you like, what are you doing, Bernie? You know, you know, writing checks, man. You know, and, yeah. and, and I said, why don't you get out of it? And and you said to me, I, "There's no way I, I could do that." And and you related a story about uh, one of the just something that just happened, you know. And I don't remember the story right now, but it was a inmate that had given her life to the Lord or turned around or something. And you you said, "As long as this is happening, you know, how can I get out of this?"
0: Yeah, yeah, I was committed emotionally to it because of the just the testimonies that we would wow. continually get from the inmates. But I also knew that there's, you know, I didn't have, I had a finite amount of money I could invest. <laughs> so, you know, so, it's, it's, you know, it's an interesting story, right?
1: I mean, and, you know, you know, my story, and I, I think you know my story a little bit, you know, I was raised $44 million in venture capital for my business, and it became the fastest growing business in Kansas City. And then, you know, I'm worth a few hundred million dollars, Okay. Well, then it spectacularly blows up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually I have great compassion on you, right? So you you finally think, okay, hit it good, business worked, entrepreneur sold it, doing great, got a little chunk here, a little pile, and. So then you go buy this great jail, this great business with the Jesus component, and then you yeah. put the rest probably in the stock market in two thousand.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you watch this
1: like, the stock market completely tanks, <laughs> yeah. and the jail starts to be bleeding money. And but you know, I want to tell these kind of stories because it's reality. Yeah, it's reality, right? Right. And and I remember at one point, I mean, I'm just whining in my loss. I'm whining to the Lord and. You know, Lord, I'm um I'm, I'm going to my savings, you know, oh, yeah. that's how bad it is. And so I had a dream one night and the and the Lord says to me dream, that's what it was there for. Yeah. I'm like, What?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have a paradigm. You know? Hey, you know, if it's if we really believe that it's God's money and right. and we know that it's changing lives, then you know, I, I if, if if one of my children I thought that I could spend my whole life savings to to repair a bad decision or or you know lead them to the lord if they weren't following the lord i'd do it i mean with a blink of an eye and these are god's children and so it's not my money if that's the way he chose to spend it and and we just changed a couple lives that's that's what it was supposed to do now i i don't want to be I'm a businessman, and, and so I did everything I could to extend the life of that that capital that I had to invest in in the jail. So I I started to really watch the expenses. We we tried to uh, be I mean, you really got involved. I mean, you basically yeah.
1: as as the the matches keeps burning, and yeah. you're watching your. Dwindling resources, I'm sure. So, so you basically rolled up your sleeves and really went to help.
0: Yeah, I did. I and that's my expertise is is you know how to really manage a business, manage sure. costs, and understand revenue. And so i I started really working hard to try and uh, drum up business. I worked up worked really hard to you know reduce our costs, understand where our break even points were, how to you know adjust our costs based on census in the jail and uh we actually were doing pretty well for a little while and we added we put an addition onto the jail um i can't remember the year but but we added a, a 35 bed dorm and about six um segregation cells so we could we could hold a different type of inmate and um and 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 it was going pretty pretty well um but politics uh, and that's the whole side of the business that I've totally underestimated. Is I kind of anticipated that, gosh, if you got a business where you can save me, you know, thirty, forty percent right. of my cost, I'm at least going to give you a try. Yeah, oh, I'm going to give you a try. Well, okay, proof to me this won't work, but I'm going to try it. And we literally would be able to save communities fifty percent of their budget. Wow, and we and we wouldn't get them to. They try wouldn't us. give you the business. They wouldn't right. even try because they didn't care about costs. They that cared about their
1: goal. That's, That's right. Yeah,
0: they cared I had about a...
1: spending their budget. They had their budget, their allocation. And in fact, if you save them money, this is the way it works, right? Then the next year, their budget would go down.
0: That's exactly right. I had a po- uh, a politician tell me. He goes, <laughs> "You're going about this wrong." He goes,
1: <laughs> "He goes, uh, your
0: your business plan is to save us money. We don't." He goes politicians don't think that way government doesn't think that way he goes you're absolutely right if because if you save us money the budget goes down budget is power so if the budget goes down we have less money to spend next year he goes you need to find a way to help us spend more money uh, or spend our budget and he even suggested that you know we we figure out how to back Pay the if they spend uh, eighty dollars a day for an inmate to be in our facility, that we would donate forty dollars back into their master fund, so they could go buy police cars or yeah. something else. And I, I just that just seems so back. foreign to me. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it's not it's not really a kickback. It wouldn't but it have was. been criminal. Yeah, no, it would, but it but. was but it was just a it little didn't bit. seem right to me. Yeah. So so
2: government economics works considerably different than marketplace economics. Oh yeah and the incentive is actually to spend the money so that the money's available again next budget cycle. It's just important, I feel like, to to encapsulate that and and, and repeat it because a lot of people don't get that.
0: It's really true. Now, there are communities where their budgets were were really under a lot of stress, and they were more acceptable to our program because we were saving them money. The the other thing that we did have some success with is it. They had inmates in a lot of facilities that were costing them a lot of money. They were medical inmates; they might be uh, immune deficient, or or they might be uh, on dialysis, and uh, or a small community jail that didn't really have a nurse on staff or something like that. And we we would get those inmates because they didn't have a way to handle them, and so those inmates we we would be able to get. But uh, gosh, I could I could tell you communities that shipped inmates on in their own cars. So they were using their people to to deliver inmates five and six hours away, four, five, six hours away, and paying more than they would have paid us and we would have picked them up. Because it was um that for one, it was spending their budget, but for two, the if if a if a county jail has extra in beds available, um, they would rather help that other county sheriff then go to a private industry that really wasn't going to benefit them somewhere down the road. And it, some of it's political ambition. Some of it's just that's their buddy. They knew him maybe as a state trooper at one time. I mean, there's there's so much other things going on that when you're not spending your own money, you you make those decisions, which is totally different than the private sector when you're a for-profit business. So, uh, it, yeah. It's interesting, you know, the thing I love
1: most about integrity and what I know about it um, is reinventing the way jails are done, and it's so cool. I mean, if no one, if you didn't do it, it, it you know, we wouldn't have this model. And I, I think about the people that started the microfinance industry. They reinvented banking,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: third-world banking. They just reinvented banking, and it, banking doesn't have to be greedy. Mm-hmm. And you're bringing God's value system in. I mean, it's 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 reformation, right? It's reforming right. the way things work.
0: Yes.
1: And and you know the greatest the greatest age in our history, I believe, to me, was the age of Enlightenment. And this is where people were bringing God's ways, and they, they invented a new a new system of government that inca- encapsulated liberty. It was unheard of. It was it, it was an experiment. Mm-hmm. No one believed it would work. You, people, you can't have people, the mobs can't rule, they have to have a king, Yeah, you know, and, and they completely reinvented it, they reinvented, you know, everything with God's value system, and it's what you did in an area that is, it's owned by the devil, really, right, right? and you went in there to reinvent it. Yeah. And and it's a costly reinvention. I mean, it costs you something, you know, and it costs everybody, you know, something. That, you know, Dave was telling me that you know left his pension behind, you know, and cost a lot of people, you know. But on the other hand, you created something that is an intellectual property that is that is so cool, you know, and reinventing the way things work. And it's yeah. it's really it's being to me it's what Jesus said. When he said you're the you're the light of the world and and the salt of the earth, the salt is the curative, right? It's the the salt preserves meat; it may right. it would keep it from rotting, and and that's what we are to be to the earth is to to go into the dark places and the rotting places, the things where it's not working, where darkness rules and reigns, and bring a whole new system in, you know. And and you know you probably didn't have that as your initial vision, but to me that's the way I look at that business.
0: Yeah. We would have loved, I mean, the reason we called it Integrity Correctional Centers is we were hoping we would have multiple jails. And, you know, the business model could have worked. It's just that we couldn't get past the political side of it. Um, the ministry was still successful. Um, I I have no doubt that God put us in this. And um, I, I do want to share one story um, that on the business on the kind of that I think was an important lesson that I learned in this business because we, we did have a lot of, a lot of resistance from government entities because they saw us as a threat. Um, If, if private jails became very successful, it it takes away a lot of what the sheriff's departments in many counties do. do and a big part of their budget. And and a big part of the, um, oh, I don't know, sheriff's departments, police departments. I mean, it, we were a threat to them because if we were successful, then it takes a big part of their budget, sure. it takes a big part of their responsibility um, away from the county sheriff's departments. Now, some sheriffs didn't care; they wanted to get rid of it because it was the biggest hassle they had in their job. But others that were professional. You know, sheriffs or or law enforcement officers, it, it, we were a bit of a threat to them, so we got a lot of resistance. And in that regard, and and really probably is is as big a factor in us not being able to take the business model to the point we wanted to. But but I, and and through that, I had many many opportunities to um, publicly. Um, I don't defend our business, but, but really probably shed a poor light on the, the law enforcement industry and, and in certain sheriff departments, um, were even more vocal to us. And I I probably wrote four or five letters that I never sent, whether (laughs) to the newspaper or to, but I, but instead what I did would write, um, letters to the sheriff's department because the media would come out and they would listen to the sheriff and then they would come out and say the negative or right? negative negative article or distort facts or whatever and and i i really felt like that was the lord's battleground and not mine and um i needed to honor them for their position and i needed to i needed to just state the truth when i was asked but not attack anyone individually and um and let the lord do that battle and so i was to have no offense um which it was it was a real struggle for me but i um because at one point i wanted to really defend ourselves but on the other point i i really felt like okay god this is your battle you need to do this for us. If if we need to be defended, you need to defend us. You know our. You you can change the minds of these people if if and they can see the benefit of our business. But some of the attacks were pretty malicious um, on us and and totally unreasonable. So, um. But it, uh, what I found is that we have to keep God's precepts. He, there, there are. I mean, when you read the scriptures, there are certain things in here that he says that these are his things to do and some others that are our things to do. And I I felt like, and and I'll tell you the story, is that um, the county we were in was, we probably, when we put the jail in, we weren't, we should have probably been with the sheriff and the county commissioners and really explained to them our business but because they had no zoning, we were able to come in and not really have a lot of interaction with them. Mm. Um, and that was probably a, our, a it's mistake. A, it's a plus and a minus. It gets yeah. you get, get to market
1: faster, but you, ne- you didn't necessarily the groundwork that needed to be Right.
0: Made. They didn't really want us there. And, and we should have understood that or at least explained to them why yeah. we were a good resource for them. Well, the sheriff was trying to build a jail in his community, and, and we hampered that that plan of his. So yeah, we kind yeah, of, why ruined, build a jail when there's already one there? That's right. And so yeah. we, we kind of messed him up and I, and in retrospect, we, we should have handled that a little differently, but, but it was what it was. Um, so once we were there, um, I, I needed to be honor those people as the um, law, head law enforcement officer of the county and the county commissioners as the people that were running the county. And uh, although I probably had times where I was tempted to, you know, to come out publicly against them, um I I really felt like the Lord didn't give me permission Interesting. to do that. See, sometimes
1: I so. I felt I've taken that attitude a few times and in one case in particular the Lord told me to fight. Yeah. You know, I mean David was a warrior, right. right? And 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 he said unless you say it no one's going to hear it, and, and so too. So, you know, I, I think it's really, we need to really know what the Lord is wanting us to do yeah. in, in our in our situation. But I think so much, especially in our world, it's a media-driven world, and, and we do have to speak. We have to have words, right? And because that's what gets printed and gets posted, and we have to have PR campaigns and tell the story. And otherwise, there's only one side that gets told. Right. and that's not fair to people who are listening you know so that's right so i do honor i honor your
0: your your standing you're doing you're doing what you felt like the lord wanted you to do well and here's here's why um i share this is because it you got a building that i mean it was multiple buildings and it has razor wire around it and it has a big kitchen but it's really not it's not going to turn into a school it's not going to be a good warehouse it's i mean <laughs> you know it's not going to be a nursing home it's <laughs> it's single it, use facility it's a single use facility <laughs> yeah. and and uh so as you know as the you know what do we do with this investment started to um you know, and and a lot of the marketing things that we were looking at started to dead end mm. um it was very interesting to me that the the very county that we were you know, in that didn't really want us there was the hand of the sheriff and the county commissioners are the ones that delivered us from this investment, and so they bought it. Basically. They bought it. Yeah, and so had I been had you gone to war, you wouldn't have had the. They exit never war. would have had that opportunity. Yeah. and so it was. So you're able to
1: make peace and and make
0: a deal. And, I you know. I really never felt like I was at war with them. We, we, it was a one sided war, right? Them against you, right? I mean, I, I, there, there were times I wrote the sheriff letters and said, I think you misunderstood the circumstances or whatever, and, and that sort of thing. But, but because we honored him as is in his position, the Lord was able to deliver us from our circumstances. And I, and I could probably get into more detail on that, but it, but I felt like it was really at the end of the day. God honored the fact that we let Him do the yeah. battle. We yeah. continued I, to, to yeah. march and do the things, and we yeah. didn't have the offense. And you, you got to know whether
1: it's your battle or the Lord's battle. That's right. And whichever it is, got to do it and not be tempted to do the other. You know? Yeah. So, you know... So you you end up selling the jail, but it ended up it wasn't a break even at the end of the
0: day. Really. No, no, I I, I uh, my net worth went down on that deal. But, but but
1: so from the Lord's perspective, I mean, it's so cool what what you said. If if one life was changed, I mean, it's His money, and yeah, you know, it reminded me of what Jesus called money. He called it a very little thing, you know, two times in the in Luke. It's a very little thing, but it's. And how we treat it, he says, he was faithful with a very little thing. will be faithful with more. And he uses it as a test, you know, of, 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 our, of our hearts. But I, I also believe that that um, when sometimes you sow at A, right, you don't always get paid back at A, right? right? But you get the Lord always. He's just, he can't help himself, right, to take care of you, you know, yeah. and at B. So sometimes you sow at A, but you reap at B. Yeah. And you know, it it seems like you know that's happened in your life. And and yeah. I don't I don't know you super well, but I look at your family and oh my gosh. I mean, you're the richest man oh, amen. on the planet. Your your mm-hmm. kids are their nobility in in the earth and in mm-hmm. our city. And uh you and your wife, I mean, just incredible and and blessing on it seems like the things you touch, you know, right. just blessing and you get involved in a business and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you know.
0: No, you're absolutely right. And and there was a point where, you know, the the jail, at the end of the day, didn't really change my lifestyle. I mean, it's, it, but, but it, it's like I said, if it had the potential to drastically change to, my lifestyle. Right. But I was okay with that. And it was really important that I knew that I knew God put me in this because if if I wouldn't have known that I wouldn't have had the endurance to run the race. I mean it was it was a very difficult race for the 10 years we ran the jail or whatever it was. It it was it was a difficult race and it challenged me a a, a lot of times and when you would write checks into the business to cover expenses it, you you had to know that you were doing the thing yes. that God wanted you to you can do. Remind because, yourself of why you are doing yeah. it. Yeah, and so if I wouldn't have had that that confidence that God put me in it, um, I wouldn't have been able to stand stand firm in those times. Yeah. And and my wife was with me on this, and was so she? It, yeah, so she knew that that what, she knew what, that. We what were do your supposed kids think about it? They're probably proud of you, aren't they? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, I did, although I didn't take them there a lot. I took them there enough that they knew what it was about, <laughs> and um, and they understood the ministry side of that. It was really it was really easy to see lives being changed, and it was really easy to see. Um, I, I think they they under got that. They they got that side of it, <clears throat> but. Um, yeah, I think at the and, and the the other thing is when it did sell, um which was a really big day for me, um, honestly, because <laughs> um at that point we'd closed the jail. We we we'd our It was our, not operating anymore. No, our census had dropped and it was to the point, okay, I need to go You need I, to convert it to a condo I need, or, yeah. or a nursing and, home and, or and, and and I found um it's kind of an interesting story because we we had merged with another jail company to try and um, close one of the units but but then keep one full and, and and then try to build enough business to fill the second facility. And that partnership lasted maybe 60 or 90 days and, and it wasn't going to work. So I just came to them and said, okay, guys, I need to find a, a different path for this and um, I approach the county, whether they'd be interested in our facility. And they said yes. And so we started working on, okay, what do we need to do to our facility to make it work for you? And so we actually took on about a, I don't know, a pretty large expansion of the facility to make it work for a county facility. Oh um, so we spent a little more money. You're brave but, man, Bernie. <laughs> right, but... <laughs> But before we did all of that, we had to have, this is 2008 or 2009, I can't remember the year, but we had to pass a quarter cent sales tax in the county to pay for the acquisition of the oh jail, gosh. which the sheriff hadn't been able to do for a decade. I mean, he'd been trying for years to get this quarter oh cent. Gosh. So we... So it was a long
1: shot, really. Right. So we so you put got invest money for a long shot.
0: Right. So we... We didn't actually do the the improvements until the, the bond issue passed, but we had everything set up, and when the bond issue passed, it was the, it was the only sales tax increase that year in the state of Missouri because it was... it was. Um, so,
1: so you attribute that to God?
0: To yeah, absolutely. Or... It, it's funny. Um, you know Don Stedman? Yeah, sure. All right, so Don Stedman and I were... I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, but Don Stedman and I were sitting at lunch one day, and I go, Don, I go, man... I go, man this jail, I, the, it's, I'm just worn out, I'm, and I'm, I'm really just, I understand. I'm beat up, I'm worn out, I don't really know what to do. And he looks at me and goes, well, maybe the season's over. Wow. And I and I hadn't really considered that, and I thought, well, maybe it is. And But what do you do with the jail, Don? And, and he goes, well, I don't know, but God will figure that out. And so that's the whole the end of the story is just as amazing as the beginning of the story is that we knew that we knew we were supposed to be in it. We did all this great ministry. I know we changed lives and I know that God, you know, even if one life was changed, that that was worth it. But at the end of the day, God rewarded us for our tenacity, our the fact that we were obedient in doing what we did and he delivered it from you know, He delivered me from it. But he delivered it from the very hands of the people that didn't want us there in the beginning. And that's an amazing thing to me, is that we got out of it from the very people that were mostly against us. And, awesome. and, and, and only God could do that. It's a God thing. Only God could do that. It's a God
2: thing. I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, Bernie, the... You know, as business people, we think in terms of you know. I mean, and of course, we have to. We have to think in the terms of line. dollars going in, dollars coming out. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Bob touched on. Sometimes you sow an A and you, and you reap in B. I think in the kingdom, you sow an A and you reap in B, C, D, all the way through Z. Right. And then there's even different points on the timeline. I mean, this. What you guys did is reaping right now because it's changing my life. Hearing this, I know the people that hear this uh, this podcast because it, it it there's so many things. You know this this kingdom leavening aspect is it's not just it's not just one dimensional two dimensional it's multi dimensional the individual inmates whose lives were changed forever the families they're connected to whose lives were changed forever you just you know there's there's such an exponential return on what you did and it's still piling up yeah and I just happen to believe also that because this is just the way the Lord is. Not because there's a formula like, I gave, he's going to give back to me, but because what you become in the process of that 10 years of of struggle makes you a man with greater capacity in the kingdom to steward more. And yes, even more problems and challenges. But Mm -hmm. in a sense, in in the kingdom, it all pays the same, right? So you're piling up. uh, And I know you never set out to do something like for gain. You do something because you want to please the Lord. Amen. And I just feel his pleasure. I, I just, I'm just i re-energized with ideas and, you know, just so the, the ripple effect and exponential return and the leavening that's happening of the loaf and the, the wheat growing in the field, it's all <laughs> happening still. Yeah. Yeah. Even though this thing went into the ground in one perspective and died, you know, years ago, it's still producing fruit. You just can't stop. God is so overflowing of a being that, yeah. you know, just getting connected up with him, you just become part of that. It's Amen. Awesome.
0: You know, it's interesting when you guys were, when I was praying about this this morning, I thought, you know, when this ended, I, it really hasn't ended, and <laughs> and uh, and the fact that you're here talking to me about this and talk to Dave and Bill, it if if it inspires somebody else to pursue a you know a kingdom course in business, uh, awesome. Yeah. If it inspires. Somebody somewhere to change the model of the way corrections is done. That yeah. would be incredible, because that's what we were set out to do. Yeah. Um, and it's still broken. It, I mean, it's still it, oh my broken gosh. out there. And
1: you know, honestly, we have answers. I mean, you know, we. You know, Bill was telling us. You know, that the the programs that some of the programs that they're running. It it it. It, uh, it really ends their high recidivism rates. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we, it really works. Yeah. You know, we have the gospel and and some of these programs that they're operating really, really work. Yes. And Jesus cares so much about these people. Most of them are there because they have, like you said it, but you know, I, I it could have been me, and yeah. I, I'm that way. You know, we all had these great lives, and the Lord really cares. My my greatest desire and. and is to is to is for this podcast is that somebody would would listen to this and say you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna build off the back of what these guys did yeah. I'm gonna do it again and I'm gonna I'm gonna be wise about the way the governments work and we'll create something that creates benefit for them in addition to you know the, the, where they perceive benefit right and we're gonna go blow it out and it would never have happened. Had, had, if it wasn't for you guys, and that's what I mean by being pioneers, you know. And I shared, I shared, you know, the previous story. You know, I'm actually a descendant of Daniel Boone, hmm. and Daniel Boone, you know, opened the Cumberland Gap, right? And right. nearly paid with his life to do that. Well, today you can cross the Cumberland Gap at 70 miles an hour with your air conditioning on, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and but somebody had to go first, right? right? Yeah. And those guys usually end up with arrows in their backs. But right. the the trail gets plowed, yeah. you know, yeah, and then it's yeah. easier for the next ten guys to come, and then the next hundred, the next thousand, and so Bernie, man, this just gets me pumped, and <laughs> and I know, I know it was, you know, you paid a price in money and in energy, but
0: thank you. Hey, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I I don't have any regrets, and I tell people that <laughs> all the time. I have no regrets. Um, it. It it uh, it was where God wanted me to invest, and someday I'm going to meet somebody in heaven, and they're going to say, "Hey, I was in integrity oh, no, jail." no, no, no! no. And it's going to be thousands, buddy. I hope so, and I hope it's. <laughs> you know what? I really hope is that I'm meeting children of people wow. who were in jail. Wow! That. Wow,
1: man! I, you know, I, I just. I, you're, you're such a humble man. And I, I know you just don't like to get any glory, and I just so I thank you so much for taking the time to be on be on the show and uh, and uh, tell the story. I really think it needs to be to be told and yeah. and God to be glorified, and I think many will be inspired yeah. to follow the path of transformation and building transforming businesses and counting the cost as a little
0: thing. Amen. Thank you so much, Bernie. You're welcome. I would just
2: like to add, just, I just feel in my, in my heart, I mean, I know you've probably already heard this over and over again from your father in heaven by the Holy Spirit, but just to hear a human voice say it is, well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> and enter into the joy mm. of your master. Enter into yeah. the joy of even further partnering with him. And I don't know what it is you're working on now or what you're doing, but I know, I know grandparenting and parenting is yeah. an awesome thing, but he's just, he's, he, he, I feel his heart is so pleased and you need to hear it again. Well
1: done. Yeah. We we told that to Bill and Dave and Dave started weeping. You know, I I think sometimes it feels like a loss. You know what I mean? I I think to Dave who gave up a career and and now it's gone, you know, he's selling cars. It's like yeah. what was that? Right. Yeah. Was that a gigantic mistake,
0: you know? No, and I there there's probably a two dozen people that were Committed to making ICC what it was. I mean, I, the captains, the the sergeants, the, the nurse, the investors that they, they were they were so committed to the vision of ICC, and there were lots of sacrifices, personal. I mean, I, it was um, it was an amazing thing. There is no doubt in my mind. God has put us. God put us there in that time and place to, to mm-hmm. do something. Um, and I do believe that if the season was over for whatever reason, the season is over, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to go on in some way. But, but I, I really believe that everyone that was involved in that and sacrificed that, that, you know, that was God's plan. Oh, yeah. And, and the I Lord don't recognizes. think anybody regrets it yeah. that I know of.
1: I, I so. think having gone through that, you, you wonder sometimes when this, when the sacrifice is so dear, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's the legacy seems to be invisible, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, it, it's, a, it's a challenge when our legacy right in, in the kingdom is sometimes invisible, yeah. right? right? We don't actually see it. And, yeah. and I think that's okay because the Lord yeah. wants us to do things on faith, right? Amen. So anyhow, bless you, thank you. so much. So, thank you so much for inviting us into your home and for taking the time. You're welcome. May, may everyone Amen. be encouraged. Amen. God bless.